Welcome to the Stephen Universe podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie Atwood, and we're back with Stephen Selects, a special eight-part miniseries delving deep into some of your favorite episodes. We asked you guys which ones you wanted to hear more about, and you let us know. And you guys also sent us a bunch of questions for the Crew Universe, and we'll get some of those answered over the course of this series, too. So we're starting out with Jailbreak. It was the season one finale, and it revealed that Garnet was actually a fusion. Garnet! You're a fusion? Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't want you meeting us here like this. Well, did I make a good first impression? Oh, Stephen, we already love you. We've got Matt Burnett and Ben Levin back to give us an in-depth look at Jailbreak. And then storyboarders Jeff Liu and Joe Johnston will answer some more of your fan-submitted questions. And if that's not enough for you, Steven Universe creator Rebecca Sugar even stops by to offer her thoughts on Jailbreak. So let's start with Matt and Ben, who wrote Jailbreak. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. So I just wanted to know, first off, what, what was your process like when you guys are writing a big like season finale type episode like Jailbreak? Well, I, I think that part of the process, you know, is similar to how we wrote like Mirror and Ocean Gym. Mm-hmm. Um, where we had a certain goal in mind. Yeah, like the season finale stuff, when we're looking at it as a season as a whole, that's maybe one of the earlier things we talk about, not in specifics, but we have a the idea of like jailbreak gets kind of set earlier and then we start to fill in and shape episodes leading up to it so so it pays off properly. Yeah, we have this idea and then we'll, uh, you know, think what do we need to get to that idea? What do we need for this to pay off and to seem... Cool. Uh, so that that was how it worked with Ocean Gem and Mirror Gem of explaining, you know, how gems works and uh, the corruption and everything. Uh, how we were going to reveal that. Yeah, and with Jailbreak, it was like just tracking that Peridot stuff through the season, so it felt earned. Of like, oh, she's going to bring backup and stuff, and it also, yeah, it was like paying off all that Peridot stuff we had set up. And then the way we usually do on the show is like when we pay things off. We're always like surprise like dropping in new stuff like hints of stuff to come or in the case of jasper like whoa it got way bigger than you expected it to get in Mm -hmm. in terms of a final showdown yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i remember like there's a couple of name drops in this episode like yellow diamond needs to see this and you mentioned the cluster for the first time in that episode as well so uh, it's sort of like a oh what's that supposed to mean yeah there was i mean overall just a lot of (laughs) forward thinking because i think we must have had the cluster even before this right well i mean for for at this point in the show particularly we were benefiting from i think we were the writing was significantly far ahead of the boarding so i'm sure that while jailbreak was being like storyboarded and scripted by the board artist um that we had already been doing outlines into the next run of episodes so we probably knew at that point like oh we're dealing with the cluster so then let's kind of, as we're scripting and recording and, and doing all that other stuff on Jailbreak, dropping in stuff. Because it's not mentioned in the outline at all. The outlines usually don't get that specific, but there's there's no mention of that. And I'm sure that it was just kind of a thing where, like, ooh, we can go back. Like, that's the process of making animation takes so long, sometimes you can kind of go back and sneak in those things when you realize where you're going with it. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's, it's hard for me to exactly recall, but I, I would assume that we – because the, the, the idea of the cluster had come up at – a writer's meeting, like a big meeting with the storyboard artists and mm-hmm. us and everybody. And I believe that, you know, we knew that Peridot was coming there for a reason. And we just weren't saying it yet. It was, you know, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, so we, we kind of had this bigger thing in mind. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We must have had some idea of what we were doing with it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think you know, that that was the, the point at which we name dropped it, you know, mm-hmm. and name dropped the things to mm-hmm. come. I mean, that, that episode is just, I feel like, so impressive to me, the way it, it turned out from outline to board of like both being this culmination of this sort of like secret that had been we'd been holding on to and also setting up the next arc to come mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. next season. Yeah, I remember I, I wasn't even following the show at this point and I saw this on my like on Tumblr. I was like, what what is going on here? Because it was just such a big reveal with with Garnet. Yeah, I mean, this again, like we had been, you know, we had written that episode. We had written this like 52 episodes uh-huh. before anything had aired. And so, right, I think that some of this had been before it had aired, and we didn't even know how it was going to be received. And I think, but Jailbreak was a pretty big turning point. Yeah, we must have been, yeah, we had to have been at Jailbreak at at some phase in production when the show finally started airing. And yeah, I remember that too, that Jailbreak was like, I mean, certainly the show had its fans from the outset, but like, I remember Jailbreak being the one when it was like, oh, like there are articles on this show, like popping up on news sites I wouldn't expect it to, and it felt like a real watershed moment for for the series that like oh we totally paid off this thing uh 52 episodes and the people who have been watching it like we made good on a lot of promises i think in terms of the story we were trying to set up so then it really broke big and it garnered a, a lot more attention and a lot new um, more fans right yeah that yeah yeah i think when we were working on it i was like this is gonna be amazing people are gonna yeah. love this show and yeah. then it came out and it felt like it had its like people definitely had its fans right away but then Jailbreak was like, ah, yeah, this is what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I knew we were going to get to this. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I was, it's Working on Steven, it's like we are as big of fans of the show as anyone watching it. So we have gotten to watch all the cool episodes. And it's like, oh, like we, I wish someone else would talk about this because it's really cool. Uh, and then it's always great to, yeah, see the reaction. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. the It blew up. I remember. Uh, so the first thing I think of when I think of Jailbreak, I think – First thing a lot of people think of is going to be Garnet, the reveal of her being a fusion. But the first thing you guys mentioned was the Peridot arc. So what was decided on first? Like the what the episode was going to be about? It's it's hard to say which came first. I feel like with these things, usually we'll have like, you know, in general, we'll have uh, like different ideas up on the table of like what we want to accomplish. And we kind of put them together. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm sure that we knew we were going to do this reveal and then we thought, "Oh, this is a good time to have both a horrific thing happen, Garnet gets split." Yeah. By this big villain and then that's our chance to show that she is too. Yeah. They were never like separate stories. Like, I don't think there was like a separate Garnet yeah. reveal story. It was just, you know, we had that in our back pocket of like this is a thing we're going to pay off at some point and you just you organically feel like, "Oh, this was, you know, this big season finale, let's like cram as much stuff in there as possible so yeah it just felt like the right episode to do it Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's it's all like i feel like writing these shows is like is problem solving you have this it's like putting together a puzzle you have these different things you want to do and then you say oh this piece could fit with this piece and i think that's Mm -hmm. that's what that was Mm -hmm. i mean you know rebecca had that in her back pocket since before we even started of this garnet being a fusion thing yeah Uh, you know and wanting to you know make that a proper reveal well, there were actually there were Garnet reveal like episode I did just very early on in the process. I remember it was very different that we talked about doing an episode where like Stephen finds them in the temple, and there was an idea yeah. that they that there was an idea that they unfused when they went into their rooms that 
Garnet didn't have her own room. Ruby and Sapphire had their own rooms, and they would unfuse. And I think one of them was injured, and that's why they have to fuse to to, to stay together. But, like, that's all just, like, very early stuff. And it quickly kind of became this thing about, like, no, they're, like, two people in love, and they want to be together all the time. So why would we, why would we separate them out and diminish that trait to, the, to their relationship? So uh, that's how it just kind of became a permanent thing. <gasps> Ruby! Did they hurt you? No, no, I'm okay. Did they hurt you? Who cares? I do. <laughs> I remember people were speculating about uh, when there were just hints about her being a fusion. There was a lot of speculation about that sort of thing where uh, maybe one of them's injured and so they need to stay fused to stay alive or something. I saw a lot of that and I thought that was really interesting too. So it's, it's crazy that that's something that you guys thought through too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like streamlining it down to like just their feelings for each other and their love is like, like, yeah, that's just the kind of the process and the writing is like all this extra stuff kind of can fall away and you just get to what the core of the character is. And that's just the thing that'll uh, carry you through the strongest. For sure. It's funny when, um, yeah, there's a fan theory or something that's like either like oh yeah 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 we we thought of that like we, uh-huh. we covered that ground before we like we've yeah we've thought of that yeah um, usually when it's like why didn't they do this it's like yeah we did and it didn't work for us for whatever reason <laughs> right right so what was it like seeing the fans react to the the reveal though like when everyone i mean we talked about this the explosion but seeing other speculation about garnet pay off did you see any of that i mean it was uh yeah i mean i remember watching tons of reaction videos oh yeah, yeah. i love that one about where that dude fell out of his chair right. <laughs> rebecca mentioned that that was uh, based that the uh steven react short was based on that video specifically yes yes <laughs> yes we did we based that exactly on that guy uh <laughs> who was amazing yeah that was a, so cool to see i mean because again we, we were there were hints and there was, I think people were speculating leading up to it. You know, she had, two, you know, two different colored gems. You know, there was that little piece in Fusion Cuisine where you see the silhouette oh, yeah. of Ruby and Sapphire. And Watching we people argue and fight about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and I think there was a lot of, like, question of, like, are you going to know right away? Like, when, when he wakes up with this other gem and this other cell, you know, is it going to be blown? Like, how, you know, and I think... Oh, that, yeah. How early... How early are people going to figure it out and... I don't know. That's that's the constant question with the show. Yeah. Is like we're setting up these things. Is is it going to be perceived in the right way? You know, right? Yeah, because our audience is very savvy. But you know, at the same time, like anyone, when you're watching something, you want to you want to be taken for that ride in the, in the moment while you're watching it. So it, it always surprises me the stuff we're able to get away with and then still have a very satisfying reveal. Uh, like I remember, like I think just like the. The episode begins and we just see the two gems drop in darkness in Jailbreak, right? Like we see red and blue gem drop like on the ground and then Steven wakes up and then you see Ruby and we're like, oh, well, that's like that blows it right there. Right. But like it felt like people just wanted they were letting us kind of hold their hand through it. So that was really good. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was really. Maybe we left enough reasonable doubt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. But that's that's the thing that like I think that when we're writing it, we can tell if we've. I think told a certain emotional story that we want to tell, but like the thing we can't tell until we see people watch it is like how they'll be affected and like what will be a surprise to them, what they will guess and what they'll be guessing mm-hmm. is always, I think interesting for us. I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. That's the stuff we can't predict. And so it's, it was so 
such a relief that that episode turned out like so amazing to them. Yeah. So uh, one other one other thing I was going to ask is that Joe Johnston uh, back in episode three of the podcast, I think Joe Johnston mentioned that there was like a scene or just like a bunch of changes made from the outline to the final version of the episode. Could you tell us about like what that was? Um, I think the episode just got simplified because like, you know, the the song in the in both the premise, we write a premise and then an outline in both those documents. The song was just there was like a line like Garnet fights Jasper and sings a song about how she's unstoppable. The two of us ain't gonna follow your rules. Come at me without any of your fancy tools. Let's go, just me and you. Let's go, just one on two. Then we just like moved on to the next plot point. <laughs> so like, you know, we're writing these like two page outlines and that takes up two lines of it and it we fill the rest of the pages with other stuff. But then like when Rebecca wrote the song and you know that moment got boarded out and we just wanted to you wanted that to be the centerpiece of the episode i think a lot of other things got kind of pushed out like the steven and ruby running through the ship looking for sapphire was a longer more like plotty complicated thing about they're running in circles and they can't find the the sound of sapphire's voice is echoing in a way where they can't find it and then oh it was because the hand ship was curled up like a fist and it was all this just kind of like plotty nonsense to try and like give things for the characters to do but as we often find with these episodes it's just like getting to the emotional core of the episode and stripping away a lot of that kind of shoe leathery stuff shoe leather is like a term of like just time spent walking around Mm -hmm. like we can just get rid of that and just get to the plot points you know we're Mm -hmm. we're working in 11 minutes it's pretty compressed so it's it's different than a movie you know you might need to pad the time if you were if it was a 90 minute thing but 11 minutes like let's just get to the the hard punches of it, you know? Yeah, the important emotional part of that, all that stuff was that Ruby was distraught without Sapphire, and so we got that in a much mm-hmm. simpler way. Yeah, and another thing that changed was that Peridot uh, initially came down with the ship when it crashed, and that she crawled out of the wreckage, and the gems started to chase her, but then Jasper cuts them off, so that's how Peridot gets away, and then they have this conversation with Jasper. But... Yeah, just simplifying that down to, like, she ejects from the ship, and that's it, and we'll follow up with her later. But to take her out of that moment at the end and let that scene really be about the Jasper and Lapis of it all, yeah, that was a decision that I think made the episode way cleaner and stronger. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for coming on and talking to me today. Yeah, Oh, no problem. Okay, coming up, Steven Universe storyboard artist Jeff Liu and Joe Johnston are answering your questions. Uh, Hello? Steven Universe storyboard artists Joe Johnston and Jeff Liu are here and ready to answer your questions. Now, the first one is from Galveria, who asks, How do you guys make the show maintain continuity without having to restate everything that's happened in all the past episodes? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. That's a Ben and Matt question. Um... <laughs> it's kind of like we just we just assume that you know. We just assume that the viewer knows what's going on sometimes. We, we give a there's there's sometimes where we there's a little bit of sort of last time on sort of jargon where where Stephen talks about something that happened in the past or one of the gems talk about something that happened in the past. But generally we trust the audience to kind of be keeping up with things. <laughs> um which is why we try to have episodes that, you know, kind of sprinkled in that aren't related to the larger canon of the show so that you're not constantly trying to remember what happened previously 
previously yeah. on. So like we have episodes that function mm-hmm. within the, the larger canon, but there's only small bits in that episode that are part of that overall story. So you have the main story of the episode, like the thrust of the episode may not be about, you know, exciting gem stuff, but it might relate to it at the end um, and be part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think generally each individual episode has a an arc that exists just within the episode. So even if you don't know exactly what's going on, you can watch it and see the characters go through like a singular experience where it's like there's something happening and that's kind of a story by itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We got another question from an anonymous person asking, do storyboarders get to choose what characters and arcs that they want to get the most involved with? Hmm. I would say no, generally. I mean, in the beginning, everyone just got kind of whatever was kind of thrown their way. And uh, it wasn't until later that we started noticing that some board artist had a sort of natural kinship with some of the characters. So you, you'd start seeing more episodes like Lamar always got the onion episodes. Lamar and onion are uh, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lamar and onion are one. And yeah. Yeah. One in the same. I think we, we hand out episodes that we feel uh, some board teams are going to have an easier time doing like they're like we used to get a lot of the action episodes together. That's right. Yeah. Because we, we have the, action storyboarding chops, I think, right. to sort of handle it. Um, Joe, this is actually following up from something uh, you mentioned in like um, a podcast we did earlier. This is a question for me. It's about, uh, you mentioned that there was a scene that got cut from Jailbreak because mm. you were just like, like, take it down. We don't need it. It's not, it's not serving anything. So I was just wondering if you remembered what the scene was. So let's see, Ben and Matt were texting me yesterday asking me if I remembered what scene that was. <laughs> And I actually, I was, I was actually just digging through our old uh, storyboard pitches earlier today, trying to find this fabled scene that was cut at some point. And it turns out it wasn't like a whole scene. It was just these parts and pieces from Ruby and Steven's interaction at the beginning of Jailbreak. But Rebecca remembered them really well because she really liked the drawings and she was upset that I was so okay with just tossing them on the floor. <laughs> So you had already like drawn the storyboards for that part, or were they just like thumbnails? Yeah, well, they they were. This is when we were pitching the episode, so they were still rough boards. They weren't like cleaned up or anything. But I, I I've always been very, I've tried to stay unattached to the storyboard as we're working on it because I'm I'm trying to support the overall story and I want the overall episode to be good. So if if something needs to go, it needs it needs to go, and we need to be we need to be okay with that. That's that's okay. Everyone can be very, very precious about their work and their writing. And at some point, you need to sort of separate yourself from that and think of the larger context. Right. Oh, well, Steven Universe creator Rebecca Sugar just walked into the room. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Can't complain. So I'm sure that you just heard me and Joe and Jeff were talking about some stuff that got cut from Jailbreak. Can you talk about that at all? Yeah. I mean, I think it it was fairly small. There was just a little more of... Stephen and Ruby interacting through the prison, I think another sort of frustrated uh, exchange. And it was all sort of drawn and beautiful. And we just saw a place where it would be like, oh, well, if if this piece that comes later just came earlier, then we could just lift this little interaction out and the whole thing would flow a little smoother. And um, I remember like kneeling down and looking at the drawings on the wall and being like, Jumped at all these drawings. It's also beautifully 
drawn, and Joe was like, I don't care about that. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Really, it's trash. It's and trash. really intensely. No, it was, it was just like it was so righteous, um, you know, because it was such a noodly change. It was really small. It was like, oh, if, you know, if we lift like, but it meant like lifting like two pages of of subtle acting that that had already sort of been figure out figured out. And um, anyway, I was just really impressed. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, so cool. So we yeah we we retooled it just a little bit. It was small, but it. I mean, and we had, I mean, with that episode, like everything had to be incredibly tight because we were trying to do so much in 11 minutes that it was uh, small but necessary. Yeah, he's he's really into the whole cutting things thing. (laughs) I I, I think that's a, it's really good because it means it keeps everything on track. Well, I think, you know, when you get to the stage a little later where you have to make sure that it's at time, you end up having to do a lot of that then, but the thing that's such a shame is that we can't like work it out in the room together. So it's better to catch that stuff early. I just love fantastic drawings. I never want to let them go. Right. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Okay. If you have a question for the crew universe, tweet them to me at MK Atwood or to the official Cartoon Network Twitter. And please be sure to use the hashtag Steven Universe podcast and watch episodes of Steven Universe on Cartoon Network or the Cartoon Network app. The Steven Universe podcast is produced by Stacey Para, Charles Abadje, and Conrad Montgomery. Special thanks to Rob Sorcher, Cartoon Network Studios, and the crew universe. Join me next week as writers Ben Levin and Matt Burnett return to talk about Storm in the Room. And please be sure to subscribe to the Steven Universe podcast at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And leave us a five-star rating and review while you're there. I'm Mackenzie Atwood. See you next Thursday. If I could begin to be half of what you think of me, I could do about anything. I could even learn how to love When I see the way you act Wondering when I'm coming